Hey, everybody, and welcome in. It's the Poor Man Fantasy Football League podcast. We're the fantasy football show that gives you a peek inside the life and times of our dynasty league. I'm your host, Mike, and with me, as always, is my friend, Andrew, who happens to be on the hot seat this week because yeah. this week's episode, Wednesday, April 6th, is get to know your league mate, and Andrew is our league mate. Yes, the spotlight's on me. All about, It's all about you. <laughs> how's it going man good man how about you good good been a busy, um, busy you, uh, week, it has been a busy week our our families are off at dance competitions this week and yep. early wednesday it's ridiculous well and dancing at like eight o'clock at night which is even more ridiculous but... or um uh 8 a.m tomorrow morning yes <laughs> ridiculous missing school for a dance competition what fun are they having yeah. But uh, but that's this show's not about dance; it's about football. Yes. Um. Now you were you're living the bastard's life tonight, and you sent me a picture of uh, what you served yes. yourself. What did what? Yes. Tell, tell our pre, listeners pre, what did you my, have? My my pre podcast uh, feast was uh, some uh, hot wings and some pizza. Nice. Where'd you get beer? From? Those look really good. Uh, that's Buster's, man. Buster's oh, pizza. Okay. You, I think you guys have one down by you. Yeah. Uh, I've had the pizza. Like the pizza. Have not tried their wings. Their wings are good. They're okay. they're no Mexico wings, but no, those ones are good. tough to beat. Those were yes. really good. Yes, sir. Yes, All right. sir. Um. Okay. Well, uh, I have not done a recap of last uh, year. Now, you want to tell the people the main points are we know your your drink of choice is beer, particularly yeah. Molson Canadian. Yes, sir. Uh, you are a massive Bengals and Chiefs fan. Yes. Icky Shuffle means a, a great Icky deal Woods, to you. Yes. Icky Woods, yeah. yeah. Um, what was your song? Uh, it was the Vader Death March. All oh, right, the Imperial March. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, you're also a, a fellow Michigan Wolverines fan. Yes. I'm trying to think some of the More things. More than that... any other team. Yep. Um, uh, UK, on a weird side note, uh, you're not a big Reddit user. No. Um, I am mainly because fantasy football, fantasy football got me into using Reddit and now I've, I've fallen in love with it. Uh, Reddit, I didn't know this, but they do a thing called, uh, place. So they had a Reddit feed all about building this pixel map, pixel picture. And you as a user, you get to place one pixel on this giant map. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay, like this is kind of neat. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Well, because I follow the Michigan Wolverines subreddit on Reddit, they said, hey, join our, our team and help us create this image on this giant map. And it was essentially, it turned into a, a game because I we had to fight off the Ohio State people and the uh, Michigan State people who kept trying to mess up our, our, our image, our logo. And oh. the, the logo was... Uh, it said his Michigan. It said go blue, big M, and then the score of us beating Ohio State. Nice. And that was the end. Uh, over that time frame, uh, people would try and mess up your your logo, and we would. I'd go in and like, nope, nope, that's not the right color, and I'd, I'd keep fixing it. And it was cool to kind of see how one this massive image was created and then expanded because it went from let's say it was like uh, 10,000 by 10,000 pixels. And then it went to 20,000 by 20,000 pixels and, and oh, how wow. people were able to create just their little piece of their whatever, and then fight for their little piece of the kingdom. And then how some people 
created massive images. Um, and then, yeah, it was cool. It was cool to see. I really enjoy it. Uh, if anybody out there in the world wants to check it out, there's like there's a video of what happened over the three days that this event occurred. And then you could watch how it was created. And then you can see how things evolved and changed um, over time. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, go Michigan. Go Blue. We, uh, we fought off. Um, Ohio State ended up being on the other side of the map. That's where they hid themselves. And um, the Big Ten was well represented. Uh, with uh, with their team showing up and putting their logos out there, uh, Michigan State didn't survive. Oh. They got squashed. Oh, poor them! <laughs> hey, they shouldn't have picked a fight with this man. They shouldn't have. But yeah, fun anyways. Uh, that was good. Uh, what else we know about you from your past? You're married. You got a you got yeah. one child, a daughter. Uh, yeah. She's big into dance. You're Very indoctrinating much. her into the the life and times Star of Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Yes. How's that going? Uh, we're we're through episode one, two, and three. Um, That's a tough grind. That one, those ones. Oh, I like those. They were okay. They were not. They were not great. But now you're getting into like the true core of Star Wars yes. for me. Yep. See, I put those three ahead of uh, uh, Empire or not Empire um, Jedi. Of Return of the Jedi because the Ewoks really turned you off. Oh, yeah, you don't like the Ewoks. I don't like Jar Jar Binks and the Gungans. Oh, gosh, no, thank you. <laughs> Come on, they were so cuddly and cute. They even had their own two spin off movies. Yeah, just let an Adat Walker just Ow. squish on them. Okay, all right, we're getting a little dark here now. <laughs> yes, anyway. that's, that's what we do on this uh, show. Yeah, all right, but, well, yeah, hey, um. That was a, a that was actually that was a, a, a big recap from uh, from last, last year. year. Yeah, yep. It does help that we're we're actually pretty close friends, and I know you rather well. So yes, that helps. Yep. Uh, football news. Anything going on in the football world? Let's uh, let's go what check out the, the news feed today. There was somebody signed a huge contract today. Uh, Stephon uh, Diggs signed. Yeah, hundred mil, seventy seventy mil guaranteed. Yeah. Great. Uh, he. I don't think he's worth that scratch but sure he is contracts when, are starting to get a too a little too crazy uh i agree i agree uh so he, essentially he got paid the amari cooper contract yeah and we saw how that played out in yeah so like okay like i i get i get to me that's that is now if you're the wide receiver one on your team and you're worth it like like you're you're producing for the team that's the kind of money you're going to make. And I think Stefan Diggs is worth it. I think, I think he is personally um, when they traded, when they traded for him and gave away a first and some other picks, I thought these guys were freaking crazy to spend that on Stefan Diggs. And then what did he do? He went out and had like, he had two really good years. Year. Yeah. So like, okay, now, now it's worth it to extend him. Um, so I'm happy with, uh, I'm happy with that where, where things are going. Um, who else? Other than that, nothing really. Oh, I, I guess Bruce Arians stepped down as head coach, right? He's moving into the front office. So yeah, Todd Bowles is now taking uh, over. Uh, yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Oh, hey, there is the NFL Network has released a new. Oh, hang on. Has released a new mock draft. Oh, well, let's talk about that real quick. Because. Oh man, I hate how they automatically just play videos the moment you open up a web page on there. Yeah. Freaking ridiculous. And they, now I hit uh, the pause button and it won't it won't stop. Oh. Uh, really the big one in the new draft is that 
Aiden Hutchinson does not go number one. No, Trayvon Walker. Number two. Yeah, and I'm he happy. Number two. Yep. To, to sure. Michigan. Jacksonville Detroit. Jaguars take Trayvon Walker. Good. Yeah. They can have him. I don't want him. Uh, Detroit Lions take Aiden Hutchinson. Yep, I want him. That's that's my guy. That that makes sense. Then Houston goes edge rusher with Kevon Thibault. The Jets take a offensive tackle. Giants take an offensive tackle. The Panthers take Malik Willis at number yes. six. That makes yep. sense. Um, I think it's they a bit a tough. They do, but I don't think he's qualified as a starter this year like to me no, all of no. these all of these guys maybe outside of kenny pickett are raw two raw talents i'd rather have them sit like a trey lance kind of situation like i want them to sit behind somebody and then uh and then get but, their shot but and, and i was watching the nfl network last night for that mock draft okay um i think this is bucky's draft isn't it this is but I'm, I'm looking up the top i'm looking for the name it just uh, says uh no this is charles davis Oh, okay. Charles Davis's 2022 hits is his first mock draft of the season. Oh, okay. Um, because yeah. they did they they released one last night on the NFL Network. Oh, really? Um, and I guess this guy went. His first 14 picks last year were right dead on, so they oh. were all praising him. Um, for... Yeah, Bucky Brooks has been a an NFL scout. Yeah, and it's been time. doing this for the NFL, um, NFL.com for quite a while. So he's been actually really good at analyzing team needs and players and reading the writing on the wall and what teams are going to do. So, yeah. And the, the guys were talking about Malik Willis in uh, for the Panthers as sit about halfway through the season, tell about halfway through the season, and then slowly start getting integrated in and by the end of the year be the, be the guy. Sure. And, and I would agree with that. Yeah. Like I think Malik Willis has um, great talent. He's just too raw. Like he's not overly yes. accurate. Uh, he makes poor decisions down the field, uh, but he, he has, has all the tangibilities. He had, yeah, he's got he's got all of the makings of a great quarterback. He can move. He's got a great deep ball. He just can't hit people where he needs to, uh, uh, and his timing's off. So cool. And you know, on the flip side, you know, and it, this isn't to sway anybody from you know moving away from the guy, but uh, you know, Pickett has kind of dropped down in the in the list um, that. You know, he's got a bunch of the talent right now, but is he going to be a long-term guy? Might not be. The general consensus that I've gathered, so this is my personal opinion based upon all of the other stuff that I've read, is that he's the most he's the ready. most ready to start in the NFL, but he's not the most electrifying no. quarterback in sports entertainment. Exactly. He's going to come in and he's going to carry your team uh, but he might end up like a Derek Carr or a Kirk Cousins. Yes. Like he doesn't have a high ceiling of what he's going to deliver for you, but he has he has a pretty solid floor. So he's yes. more of like the safe quarterback. Yeah. So he'll, he, you know, maybe he'll be in, you know, end up at ranked around twenty fifth, twenty sixth next year. Maybe climb up to the mid teens, but I thought I don't think he'll never break the top ten. I don't think. No, I don't. I don't see that in his potential outcomes either, based upon the skill sets that I've I've read. I've never actually watched the guy play, so I can't say for sure. But um, so far, it looks like a really interesting um, mock draft. They've got uh, the Giants with their second pick taking uh, edge rusher Jermaine Johnson. Uh, the Falcons take Garrett Wilson as their wide receiver, which I think is a great yeah. a great choice, especially when they're hoping to uh, to do the quarterback uh, next year kind of thing. Um, get your get your receiver now and then build around uh, your quarterback next year. 
Uh, the Seahawks at number nine take Sauce Gardner as the quarterback. And I hear this kid is fa- absolutely fantastic. I've watched some profile videos on him. So as a defensive player, I think he's the number one cornerback. Uh, so good for him. Uh, the Jets take another cornerback in Derek Sting- Stingley. Junior? That was one of the things they were talking about. There's a, a, a big, they're projecting, projecting a big rush on, on cornerbacks, like four or five in a row. Yeah, go. right here. Uh, Washington Commanders take Kyle Hamilton at safety. Vikings take Trent McDuffie at cornerback. So there's there's four guys right there that uh, are in your secondary. Yeah. Uh, Houston Texans take an offensive tackle because they took an edge rusher early on. Now they take an offensive tackle. Uh, then we've got the Ravens taking a defensive tackle in Jordan Davis. I'm not seeing. Okay, here the number 16, the New Orleans Saints take wide receiver Chris Olave. I think that's great. That's a good move. Good receiver. I think he'd fit in that uh, in that system well. Yep. Uh, another offensive tackle to the Chargers. Cornerback Andre Booth to the Eagles. Saints take an edge rusher. Okay, here we go. Pittsburgh Steelers take Kenny Pickett, which I don't get. You know, um. Well, because Mitch Trubisky is not not no, your future. No, no, no. But it's now they're going to have basically two rookies. Yeah, Justin. Yeah, Justin Fields was on the team last year, but no, Justin Fields it, plays for uh, the, the Bears. Not Fields. Um, uh, they had Mason Rudolph. So your choices are Mason Rudolph, Mitch Trubisky, or or, or Kenny Pickett in this situation. I actually like I like the choice for them because they don't need him to be successful. They have, I was, like, I was thinking, I was thinking, uh, Hoskins, right? Oh, so yeah, Hoskins no. was on the team, but yeah. he played what, maybe a half a dozen plays. So plays, yeah. essentially you're going to have two rookies on your team as your backup. I'd rather, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with it. Actually. I think I like Mitch Trubisky as a bridge quarterback who might resurrect his career. Who might not? I don't think he will. Uh, Kenny Pickett, I think, yeah, a good choice because I think they can build around him and and have him as that middle-of-the-pack type of quarterback and still have a good solid run game and have a really good defense and just have him manage. So I think I think that's not a bad that's not a bad fit as of right uh, for now. a short term, yeah. Again, like I said earlier, I don't see Pickett being a, a you know a 10-year star. That's not, uh, you don't you don't see him being a a, a permanent long-term starting quarterback? No. No, and I, I, hey, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I just, I just, I, I just, I don't see it. But okay, uh, time will tell. Time yes. will tell. All right. Well, moving along, pick, uh, pick twenty-one. We had uh, Devin Lloyd to the Patriots. He's a linebacker, and then here we go. Another, another fantasy star, Jahan Dotson, to the Green Bay Packers. So that, that's who that is being be projected here one. as the replacement to Devontae Adams, which I think. That's a great team to be to be with. So whatever receiver they take, and I suspect they will take one. Um, Jahan Dotson is not high on my current rookie rankings, so I'm I'm curious that. But if he goes to Green Bay, he might be climbing up. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, talent and opportunity, man. Uh, he's a talented. Yep. He's 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 what he's in the top ten. He's just not in my top five. And Green Bay takes him. Okay, cool. I'd be I'd be far more interested. Um, the next pick, the Cardinals take Drake London at wide receiver. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's a big frame, big production, Larry Fitzgerald type esque player. So good comp. But there's the so team that... many receivers in that locker room. Yeah, but is he gonna get lost in the in the shuffle? Well, they just got rid of Kirk 
Christian Kirk, yeah. right? He's now in uh, Jacksonville. So they don't really have anyone that stands out anymore. No. So that would mean Rondell Moore will be fighting this guy, if this is who they take, uh, for that wide receiver two spot because DeAndre Hopkins is still there. So I, I don't I don't dislike it. It just becomes a bit muddy and uh, as a depth piece. Um, Cowboys take a O-lineman, and then the Bills. The, oddly enough, the Bills are listed as taking a wide receiver, Jamison Williams. And to me, that is surprising because they they just paid Stephon Diggs. You're now taking what one of my top five wide receivers in Jamison Williams. And he's now there. Like, yeah, that, that, it's a great offense, but that's going to be tough with Stephon Diggs there. And, uh, and, uh, if they take part of me a running back too late in the second round, I can see them, I can see them doing a third, third, fourth, try and shore up uh, Devlin Singletary. I'd be worried if they took a, a running back earlier because then Devin Singletary shares would dramatically yeah. drop. Yeah. But uh, here's a good news story. Uh, Tennessee Titans take offensive tackle, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take David Ojabo. Yes. I think yes. that's awesome. I saw that. I saw that. When I saw like he gets back into the first back round. Back in the first round, I think that's great for him. Yeah. Um, after tearing his Achilles on his pro day. Um, that, that, which just sucks because the kid's a talented, he's, he's a first round athlete for sure. Like he should go in the first round, but tearing your, uh, your Achilles, that's just devastating. So I hope he does end up in the first, first round, um, and going to the Buccaneers even better, right? He, Cause he doesn't need yeah. to play day one, give him the time, let him recoup. And then you can and have learn him. For, and learn from those vets. Yeah. Um, uh, chiefs take an edge rusher, and then their second pick, they take Christian Watson, yeah. wide receiver out of North Dakota State. Not a name I'm overly familiar with. I'm not sure if he's in my top 10. I don't think so. But, okay, that's another wide receiver uh, destination yeah. that whoever they take, there's going to be some serious uh, <laughs> rookie draft capital spent on those guys. Yes. Yep. Oh, think- gross. What? I'm looking at picks 31 and 32. 31. Your Bengals take a center. Okay, cool. Good for you guys. And then with pick number 32, um, my Lions take Matt Coral, who yes. happens to be one of the... Um, he is one of the surprise yes. uh, quarterbacks. It come in, he, he has climbed dramatically in the, uh, since, since uh, the uh, combines. Yeah. Um, I like Matt Coral. Um, I don't like him as a first round pick. I, my my dream, uh, what I'd learn or my desire in this case is, I would love to see the Lions take better defensive talent here in the first round and try and grab Matt Coral in the in the second round, either with their early second or their late second round pick. Um, I think they can get Matt Coral there because I think he's. He, again, he's a raw talent. He's not someone I want to see hit the field running, but we got Jared Goff for the year. Perfect. Yeah. Whoever you grab, if you grab someone this year, I would say grab them in the second uh, to third round um, and and let them ride and see what happens and see see if you got something there that, that could work. Matt Coral, I think, is a great um, all-around passer who's just too raw. Uh, I listened to another podcast uh, this week, yesterday, actually, and they dunked on this guy really hard because he has a really odd throwing mechanic. Oh, they say he throws the ball like a shot put. 
he's got a great like he can get the ball where it needs to be and he can throw it deep it just he doesn't put the arm back he brings it to his shoulder and then he gets it out super quick but it looks like he's shot putting well see and that's what the on the nfl network that was one of the things they were praising him about was getting the ball out quick quick and that's but i guess it, he just looks ridiculous i haven't seen a video i'm gonna have to go look this up but oh interesting interesting choices not yeah. one running back I have not seen a mock draft where a running back makes it into the first round, but there is a hefty number of receivers that make it into the first round. Yes. It's very much a heavy receiver. Draft and it looks like there's period. a lot of depth. Like there is some good depth in this year's draft. Yeah. Um, so I guess like talking about that real quick before we jump into uh, getting to know you a little bit more, uh, what are your thoughts and feelings on the draft this year? Like we, we, I think we both agree that it's going to be wide receiver heavy. There's a lot of depth. There looks to be some good things, but in the top five picks, depending on how obviously up where a player lands is going to dictate some of their value. Yes. Do you, do you see um, a, this year being more wide receiver heavy in the top five? I, I Yes. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think it's going to be um, unless your team is very, very um, uh, you're you're depleted at running back. I don't see, you know, even the first round a running back go. Right. Yeah, I um, no, I, I one running backs will will be had in the first round. They will historically. Um, they're just too needed to, to not have them drafted. Like, look, look at my case point last year. I drafted two in the late first round, Michael Carter and Trey Sermon. Yeah. They didn't pan out for me, but I needed a running back, and there there just wasn't that's, running that's, back that's depth. That's what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. It's, last year was a little bit more heavy quarterback and and then wide receiver, and then the running backs were kind of the the back of it. But you know, it uh, you know it to me, it just it seems this year. It's so defensive heavy. There's a lot of defensive powerhouses, yeah. Right? Like, it's... I don't know if I've ever seen a draft so... uh, Like, the first round so heavy on defense. Right. But no Um, no one that really stands out on defense that's... To me, it's... It, there's a strong defensive class because of the number of depth, but there's yeah. not an absolute standout like a Chase Young uh, or a Joey Bosa. No, no, there's no, not. There's I, not one of those guys that just like stands out that needs to go first overall. Um, Aiden Hutchinson and Kevin Thavo, those are the guys I think that deserve that number one spot. Yes, uh, on offensive what tackle. Is, yeah. What I think it is though is. Um, Teams are filling the defensive need. Yeah. Right. They're filling their defensive uh, uh, gaps this year. So how does that is a a pretty good talent pool to grab from. Um, And really on the offensive side, it's not a strong year. Really isn't a strong. True. Right. Like the, the 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 quarterback class is a bit weaker. The running back class is a bit weaker. Yeah, so the NFL teams are now saying, okay, well, it's a weaker draft. I, I'll just go after my defensive guys and shore up that. Yeah, I don't need to get the the offensive stars. Now, that yeah. said, how do you think like, – I guess I, I won't ask you. I'll, ask, I'll make my statement, and then I'll ask you the question. Sure. I think this year, unless Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, or Isaiah Spiller get drafted 
to an ideal running back situation, I don't see them going first overall. No. I see, depending on on which team got which receiver, I think it's going to be one, two is going to be the Green Bay receiver and the Kansas City receiver. Quite possibly. That, that, yeah. that is good to me. That is what's going to end up happening as the, the one, two. And your running back will probably end up as three, four. Okay. With the number five okay. probably being your five, six, seven, probably being receivers. I can see there being two, two quality running back opportunities, but not great opportunities. But like, say, like Brees Hall and Isaiah Spiller, they land in like good, but not great spots. Uh, I can see them being middle round picks. And the majority of the first five off the board are going to be wide receivers because there are so many juicy spots for wide receivers this year. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, you know, you look at, you just look at the numbers, right? For a running back, you know, if it was a clean slate, you'd only have 32 going, right? Or 30, 31, 32, whatever, how many ever teams? 32 teams. Yeah, 32. Right? wide receiver multiply that by three there's so there's so many more receivers out there yeah or to choose from um and again i think you you hit the nail right on the head with the it's going to all depend on where they go right if that running back goes to hey pittsburgh for some reason decides hey i want to have a backup for for Nigel harris yeah his, was, his stocks dropped dramatically that was your number one running back. You're now thinking, I'm not spending that. That yeah. not. If I own Najee, I would probably invest a, a, a pick in them. But but you're not going to take your first round. You might oh, wait until no. the second or third, right? Or even the yeah. fourth, right? I, I what I think is going to be real, real interesting, um, in in all of our leagues, because we're all in in in, in the dynasty leagues. Yep. How you're filling in your fourth and fifth round. Those are always shots in the dark. Yeah. And there seems to be someone that always rises out of that. There, and there, James and Robinson was, was a great example. Yeah. Um, who was it last uh, year? I forget, but someone always comes out of, out of the depths. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we were talking about uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor earlier, right? Yeah. He Off was line, signed yeah. to be a, a back, a, a backup to Marlon and- Mack. And his opportunity became right. So, right. yes, there will be some guys in the in the fourth and fifth round, but it's going to be like you said, it's going to be a, hey, do I like what the guy's name is? <laughs> Just, yeah, it's like not based I, I on like guys. Name. I know I have no idea anything about him. I don't know what yeah. school he went to. I don't know how tall he is. I don't know how yeah. fast he runs. Yeah, but I like yeah. the name Cheat Chack, so I'm going to take him. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, how th- Chuba got drafted. Yes, <laughs> except by us because we knew what he what he could do. He was Canadian. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I think okay. I think that's what it's, the draft is going to be. Very heavy receiver in the first round. I think it's going to be a mix of receiver, running back, second round. Ah, uh, I think if you take, if you look at the first, yeah, if you look at the first two rounds, this is my projection. If you look at the uh, the first two rounds. So that's 20 players in our league. That'll be 20 players, yep. 10 team dynasty, uh, one quarterback, half point PPR. We will probably see out of those 20 players. We'll probably see uh, one, say maybe one to two tight ends. One to two. I'll go one. So that leaves 19 players. 
I'll say five running backs at most. And those would be like, and that to me, that's, that's a desperate, there's some desperate yes. selections at running back in there. Yes. So that leaves, that leaves 14 wide receivers. Yep. I would be surprised. I, I would, I, yeah. Well, 14 positions, 14 positions. Uh, and I could see maybe two, maybe three quarterbacks. No, no, zero, none. I'm predicting in our draft, oh. in our rookie draft, I am predicting zero quarterbacks are drafted in the first two rounds. No one this year is going to invest in a second round, invest a second round pick in a quarterback in our league. I don't think anybody is going to warrant it, regardless of what, what team they get drafted to, whether they end up in Carolina, um, in Detroit, in Houston, in Seattle, where whatever team needs a quarterback, I don't think anyone is going to invest a second round pick or, or a first round pick for that matter um, into any of these quarterbacks. I would be, en- I would entertain the idea of a third round pick, but because th- that's typically where I would put um, a quarterback that goes in the first round is where I would put, put some stock in a one quarterback league in getting a quarterback. Yeah. Um, but conversely, any offensive player, running back, wide receiver, that is drafted in the NFL in the first round has to be drafted in our in our league within those first two rounds. And historically, not one player has ever fallen out of the first two rounds. Hey, Kadarius Tony was the closest. I don't know. Don't even know who that is. Kadarius Tony is a <laughs> wide receiver that the New York Giants drafted. They drafted in the first round. Everyone was like, really? Why? Like, that didn't make any sense because he wasn't just, he didn't profile as a first round athlete, but they took him. And I think I drafted him in the late second because he was the last of the first round players drafted. Now, he didn't do anything for majority of the no. year and then, and then came on strong and then punched some dude in the head on the field and got ejected from the game and then cooled off real quick. But like again, like that's a guy who I think because they invested first round capital, they're gonna try and force something to happen there. So like yeah. because they drafted him with that first round pedigree, like to me, he's a worth worth drafting may, in the may, first second round. They may give him another shot this year and see how he does. Exactly. Whereas a guy who's drafted third or fourth round of the real NFL draft. That's where you're taking some real shots in the dark because they didn't they didn't really invest a lot into that individual. That's where you're just hoping opportunity presents itself and they seize their moment and they vomit on their sweater with mom's spaghetti. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's you're you're right that it's um, you you still get every year you're going to get one or two of those guys that step up um, and. You know, does he have a, a phenomenal career? Maybe, maybe not, but he might have a year or two that's never know. outstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we, uh, we've beaten that horse to death. Now it's time to get into the nitty and the gritty, the meat and potatoes, or in this case, the pizza and wings of this particular there episode, we <laughs> uh, where, Andrew, we're going to find out a little bit more about you. Now, you already know the format, but for those that are joining us for the first time, uh, we break these down, these questions, into a couple different categories. So we're going to talk about football and sports. We're going to talk about fantasy football. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the podcast. I probably might, might skip that because Andrew's on the podcast, so he's going to be completely My biased. Any, anything he says, yeah. <laughs> um, then we're going to get some personal questions and get a little bit about some, some oddities, some uniqueness about you. Yep. 
So, Andrew, we're going to kick this show off real quick with uh, who is your favorite player of all time? Oh, sweetness. Sweetness, sweetness. Walter Payton. Walter Payton. Now, the, what? The greatest. To my, in, in my opinion, I know, you know, you've got guys that, uh, that had more yards than him. Um, you had guys that uh, were more like, like, you know, you got like your Jim Brown, who was a rough, tough guy. Yep. You know, you have your Barry Sanders, who was, you know, very Ooh-hoo. elusive. Yep. But in my opinion, Walter Payton had it all. If he wanted to drop his head and run you over, he would drop his head and run you over. Um, he played for a really crappy team for a long time. And still, They're still crappy, just so you know. Yeah, well, they are, but the they, they, they they had their they had their shining moment. Oh, they five. did. Yeah, we can ignore um, those moments. Um, but you know what? For a guy to play on, a, a for the most part, a a garbage team, and finish his career with the most rushing yards in the NFL, says says a, lot. a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, he is my favorite. I've got a a guy that ninety percent of the guys that are or ninety percent of the people listening to this will not even remember who this is. Okay. But Christian Christian Akoya okay. is my yeah. is my he is one of the guys that redefined running back. He was the first really big guy. He was like two hundred and sixty five pounds. Um, huge he only played for a couple of years they called him the nigerian nightmare um played for the chiefs uh and he he paved the way for guys like jerome bettis in my opinion but he was one of my he was one of my guys that i was flip-flopping i mean walter payton will always be my favorite but he was one of my guys that i just wanted to you know uh, throw a throw a throw a bone out to Okay. You're looking up his stats, aren't you? Yeah, I'm looking up right now. Like Christian Okoye. <laughs> I recognize the name, but I don't recognize. All right. So, so he played from 87 to 92. Yeah. Only yeah, five years. Yeah. So he racked up 4,800 yards. He averaged 3.9 a carry. His longest run was 59 yards. He had 40 touchdowns in that time span. Forty, Only a total of 42 receptions, where half of those came in just his rookie year. Yeah, he was and then, then and then he stopped catching balls after that. <laughs> um, yeah, so he uh, okay, he never he, got he, a receiving he, touchdown. No, no, he was he was more of the bruiser guy, like like Jerome Bettis, right? Just give me the ball on the the two or three. Like I'm your short down guy, right? Okay. Well, he did lead the rushing yards in 1989 with 1,480. Yep. Like that was his by far his best year. He played 15 games that year. Had 370 rushing attempts. Oh my goodness, that's hard on the body. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. So those are those are your 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 favorite players. Yes. Yes. Um. Didn't Walter Walter Payton does have a uh, an award? A, a, a league, yeah, league award. What is that? That is the. Uh, it's almost like the humanitarian award. Yeah, the guy that go that that contributes the most to to his community community, um, it's a huge one. It is a huge one. Um, guys that get it are so proud to 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 wear that. 
Uh, man of the year. Walter Payton, man of the year. Yeah. Because you're going out and you're doing stuff for your community. And you're contributing. Oh, wow. uh, what's, uh, whatchamacallit there from the uh, the Texans? Um, J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt. The year that... 2017. Uh, yeah. The year that they had all the... the what was it? The, the floods. The, the floods and stuff like that. And he donated yeah. all that money and built houses and stuff like it that. It wasn't just he donated. He he was the he forefront of raising. Work. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I remember uh, that. He was on the front lines handing yeah. stuff out. So yeah, Okay, so then it was Chris Long in 2018, Calais Campbell in 2019, Russell Wilson 2020, and Andrew Whitworth yep. of 2021. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah, that's right. It just kind of says a lot more about uh, uh, Walter Payton. Yes, because he did. He was very much a community guy when he was in cool. when he was in Chicago. Yep. All right. Well, keeping it with uh, with football and sports, um, let's talk about your bucket list. Now, you and I have had a few you conversations about this. Yeah. Yes. Um. So let's let's share with the world what is what is on your bucket list. What have you crossed off your bucket uh, list, and what is yet to do? Yeah, my bucket list. I uh, you know, I've been very fortunate. Uh, from a hockey perspective, my team is the Blackhawks, uh, and living in Edmonton with the Oilers, um, they come pretty regular like, here. They do a few times a year, but uh, a couple of years ago, my wife uh, surprised me for my birthday with tickets to go to Chicago versus the Oilers in Chicago. Uh, my father-in-law is huge in in hockey, Alberta. Um, he probably could have went pro if he pursued it a little bit longer instead of coming home and marrying his girlfriend. But mm -hmm. he, he has a friend that works for the Blackhawks or the Blackhawks. And they, uh, between my wife and my father-in-law got us tickets. So we went down to Chicago, watched the Oilers and the, and the Hawks play. Unfortunately, the Oilers beat the Hawks that night, but yeah, it was still cool to go there and, and see that. Yeah. Um, uh, the, but the, the biggest thing off my bucket list was going to the big house, watching, uh, Michigan versus Colorado. Um, you know, I've got three things left on my bucket list. Uh, third would be to go see a, a Braves or a Pirates game, uh, in Pittsburgh or Atlanta. Okay. Cause those are my two baseball teams. Uh, second would be to see a, a Bengals or a Chiefs game, uh, in one of their perspective stadiums. Right. We did miss them this year, right? They played yeah. each other this year. Like, so you got three yes. years until that happens again. Yeah. Yeah. And then my number one again would be see Michigan again, uh, okay. preferably in the big house, but wherever just to go see. Okay. Michigan. Well, let's, let's add on that a little bit. Um, you and I had planned a football trip at the beginning yes. of COVID. So COVID yes. hit and that, that, that killed our, our, our travel plans. Yes. Um, things are starting to open back up again. We have not revisited that conversation, but I nope, did have yet, a conversation yet. with my wife about it. Oh, okay. And uh, I have been greenlit for 2024. 2024, okay. Yeah, so this season obviously is not. We're not making it because we've got a family trip book this year. Yeah. Um, 2023, uh, she's got ridiculous machinations of what's going to happen for us family <laughs> travel-wise next year. <laughs> So I already know that I'm not going to have enough vacation time to be able to take a, take a weekend off and try and get away. But 2024 is is back on the list, which happens to be how many years away? 
the three years, yes. So, um, I'm a. Well, I'm not going to spoil my my uh, my answers to what, but seeing the the Michigan Wolverines in the Big House again would be fantastic. Yes. Um, we wanted we were trying to make a a college football game work where we saw Michigan, and then a Sunday football game where we saw an NFL team, yes. preferably one of the teams that we cheer for, and then possibly a Monday night, depending how, like if the universe allows it to all line up that way. That was yeah. uh, that was our goal. To me, that is that is my sports bucket list is to make that come to fruition where we travel, no wives, no kids, and we we get to go watch some football for an entire weekend. Yes. Well, I think when we when we uh, had started to try and solidify our plans for just before COVID, mm-hmm. I think our I think yours and my plan was to do because it was a, a Michigan versus Washington state in yep. Washington. Mm-hmm. And then we were going to go down to Vegas. Yep to see the the Raiders play knowing what those seats are going to cost us now uh, I might be less uh, inclined to yes. go there yes but that was where the uh, what I had mentioned to, to my wife uh kind of the itinerary she's like oh, oh yeah I would love to go to both of those so when are we going <laughs> so right was, they were gonna okay. tag along with us <laughs> so now now it's like we're gonna go to Detroit which is yeah. a less attractive city to go to or we're gonna yeah. go to Cincinnati because again, another less attractive city to go to. Yeah. And that's where we're going to go watch football. So come along, yeah. Mrs. <laughs> uh, what would be ideal would be Ann Arbor mm-hmm. on the Saturday, uh, Detroit Lions on Sunday, mm-hmm. and Cincinnati Monday night. On Monday night. That would if, be the if that ideal if that trip. came through, whew, that would yes. be easy driving and it'd be some yeah. great football. Only a few hours in between. Yeah. So that would be good. That totally make good. that work. Yeah. But it would have to be one of the things is though it would it would have to be early September. Because you think Mich- so? Michigan can get real cold. Okay. Um I, I yeah, I agree with that. Michigan can get cold. It was like the when I saw them, um, I was t shirt, sweater, and a toque in November. And everyone else was in gloves, parkas, and like full yes. on winter gear and they're like what's wrong with you why are you dressed like that i'm like what are you talking about this is nice out <laughs> like we're in the positives here yeah I was like i'll well, take this when i saw uh them versus colorado state it was uh, uh second week of september so still it was, beautiful it was yeah. shorts and a t-shirt yeah yeah still beautiful yeah. so i yeah again like we we need the universe to conspire for us to have yes. it as a in september you can see the start of the nfl season the Michigan Wolverines, um, and see those three games, see those three teams specifically all in one weekend. Yeah. So the Michigan's got to be home, Detroit's got to be home, and Cincy's got to be home on Monday night. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'll tell you. Or even or or even go Cincy on the Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Right. Like again. Like yeah. uh, Totally. Totally would would take that. Um, Conversely, if yeah. That would be ideal. Okay. Yep. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about fantasy football. Yes, um, Andrew, you're uh, you made the playoffs. Yes. You finished strong, but you didn't win the championship. Because I but, ran into the hottest guy in the league. Yeah. Well, it's Marvin. <laughs> Marvin. Playoffs. Marvin is un, unrelenting when yes. uh, when it comes to winning championships in our league because he is just he is flush. Not only with like players and depth, but he's got draft capital too to work with. Yes. It's just like he makes great. Minus. 
He makes great trades and he drafts really well. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to follow how he drafts in our league and then draft like that in other leagues that draft after us. (laughs) Yeah. Take a page Uh, out of his book. Yeah. Okay. Um, Um, So how do you feel about your team this year? What do you, you what are you you looking at? uh, Even, even with the Hill move, um, and I could see him dropping in production a bit. Sure, I don't um, see it when, when you when you move away from Mahomes. It's not yeah. going to be the same. Yeah. But but my solid my my core team uh, can still put up a bunch of points. Um, so hopefully Hill doesn't drop off too too much. But you know, I I, like I think when Hill drops off, young... you have you have Travis Kelsey. Yes. I think whatever Hill drops off, Travis Kelsey will pick up for you. And yes. that positional advantage you have in having Travis Kelsey. It's yeah. weird because you have Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. So you had that crazy Kansas City stack. But so at least here's, here's one of the things though. What's that? With Hill being gone, I don't it, it it was almost like a Kelsey would go off one week and then Hill would go off the next week. Kelsey the next week, Hill the next week. Yeah. So it was rare that both went off. Now both can go off because they're on different teams. Sure. Yep. So I mean, it could. It, it, I could and, and you don't benefit. have to worry about that weird bye week where your three best yes. players are now on on bye. Killed me. That yes. that did hurt you that one week. Yep. Um. So you'll have a bit more variety. Like I still like your team. You do have a solid core. Um. Yep. You have some okay depth. I would still get rid of Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not sure if you know this or yep. not, but he retired. What? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so you, uh, I, you, haven't, you, I haven't moved guys that I, I think I have a couple of retired guys on the on, on your the, team. On the, yeah. But uh, uh, you guys like your, you're like your aging talent. You yes. do like your aging talent. But having said that, you know what? I, I would like to get some young guys to bolster the the team for the next few years. Yeah. Well, you you got a couple couple of young talents in there. And um, I've got uh, I've got some picks. Like I think, uh, what do I got here? You had a crazy uh, amount of late round picks. Yes. So you're yeah. second, third. You got three fourths and three fifths. Yeah. So you got a lot of crapshoots. Yep. But you, like I said, like we were saying earlier, I'll throw mm-hmm. a dart. Maybe one of them will pop. Well, one of them will rise up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or or it'll be a situation where one of the guys will be drunk and they still want to make one more pick, and I could steal a young guy from them in exchange for a, a draft pick. Okay. Um, my next question is, if you could steal a player from any team and add it to yours, who would it be? Now, before you answer, I see you wrote the answer here, and I'll let you answer, and then I'm going to add a specific a comment that's very specific to your your tastes. Okay. So oh, who, I, who, who I, are you I, taking? I, I'm taking Devontae Adams. Just get another top wide receiver. Even though he's not with Green Bay? Yeah, I think he's still going to produce. So you would take him over other wide receiver options like Justin just, Jefferson or Jamar I, Chase or I I I struggled. I struggled. I almost stole a guy as, from you. As team. a Bengals guy, come on. Like I you know, wouldn't take I, Jamar I, Chase? I almost took a guy from you, Mike. Oh, really? Uh, I have yeah. somebody? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to Who was I looking at on your team that I I'm assuming AJ Brown. No. Uh, uh, Who do I have that has tickled your fancy? Deontay Johnson. Uh, he just he intrigues me. He could be uh, he could be a superstar. I think. 
Well, I think he is a superstar. I think he's absolutely well, fantastic. But he's got a Mitch crappy Trubis- quarterback. Yeah, Miss Miss Mister. He's not a crappy quarterback, but you know, if Trubisky was not there and Mason Rudolph was the the starting quarterback, mm-hmm. his season would be already be done. But right. I I just I think Deontay okay. Johnson is he could be something special for a while. All so. right. That was that I, I almost threw him up there. That is a, again, that is a very interesting hot take that you would take Deontay Johnson or uh Devontae Adams as the one player you would steal from another team to, to make your team better. Even though Chase is out there, yes. Yeah. yeah or Jonathan Taylor or like a lot of guys. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna point something out here. If you guys don't know something about Andrew, I'm gonna give you guys this little bit of the peel behind the curtain. Andrew loves aging players <laughs> andrew loves players that are older proven they does not like young questionable talent uh, you're like a curmudgeonly old man it's like get off my lawn i want i want that old guy get over here so like to me like i would never have chosen Devonte adams even if he was still on the green bay i would not have chosen because i'm look I, I i'm looking at my team purely through a dynasty lens and i'd be looking for that justin jefferson jamar chase Najee harris like that young super talent that i'm going to have for a long period of time and you're just looking for i want the best of the best at their position like right now i want to win now yeah you want to win now so like that is money now yeah so send send your old old and busted to uh to andrew andrew has fourths fourths and fifths in droves (laughs) he will take your your old you're old guys, yeah, and, and you know what? And that that theory has kind of come back to bite me in in one of the other leagues, in, which in we will not name names because a couple of these guys are in that league, and yeah, uh, but, you you need to pull up some. But I've I've you know you've seen my team go from you know top five down to the very bottom in, yep. in no fun because of yep. I've tried to age age has killed yep. me, yeah, um, you know. Some trade, some trades I made, yeah, you know, like the the um, Antonio Brown trade and the and the Jamal Charles trades saved yeah. my butt, but yeah, allows uh, you to, to age on. But yeah, yeah, I think I think part of your challenge in Dynasty is that you do hang on to some of those older yeah. players for far too long, long. Um, like a Ben Roethlisberger, which you owned in several leagues, and now he's yeah. not relevant. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady, right? Yes. You do love you do love proven. Uh, known commodities. Yeah. Yep. So, knowing it's your like, oh, old proven maybe, commodities, maybe then I'll take a page out of what you just said earlier. What's that? And, and follow somebody else's drafting and use that. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> the downside is, is I think we draft. This is the first league out of all the leagues I'm in. I think this one drafts first, probably. Uh, so. I'll get that advantage, but I won't be able to say like snipe him in this league because I won't be able to see his methodology. Cause I'm in a couple of leagues with Marvin. Yeah. So I won't be able to see him, um, his magic. Yep. All right. Well, circling back you, uh, our next question is your fantasy dream team. These are yes. players from any era of era of football. You're going to build your best starting lineup. So quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers and your tight end. Yes. Who have you got? Uh, my quarterback, uh, and you know he, people will 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 question Brady or what have you, uh, being the best. Uh, Joe Montana, Joe Montana. I cool, I cool as a cucumber. Um, you know, uh, it's either Brady or Montana is going to be 
best of all time. And you know, Brady has unless he screws up, support unless, really, unless he screws up his his legacy by playing too long and you know needs a wheelchair to to sit on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Um you know, Montana, I think look at Montana playing in today's era. I think he could still do it. Uh, not at his age, but in his prime. He right. Would be I, a okay. If he was to start over now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my two running backs, Walter Payton and Emmett Smith. Yep. I really struggled with the, the Emmett Smith one. Really? My, my, oh, my other guy was going to be Bo Jackson. If Bo Jackson had not got hurt. I, think... I would love to have seen what his career would have looked like yes. as a fully played out, fully healthy Bo Jackson. Yes. Yeah. He would have been special. Uh, my two receivers, Jerry Rice and Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens. You love your 49ers. Uh, you know, Terrell Owens was, you know, it, well, Jerry Rice is just. Yeah, Jerry Rice is number one. All like, Yeah. yeah but that's... Terrell Owens, I, mean, I went back and I was looking at some stats and looking at uh, – at guys I really liked, uh, and really, you know, Terrell Owens was up there for touchdowns. Oh yeah, he's and yardage, and you know, like as much of a head case is. You talk about my quarterback. Yeah, you talk about my quarterback. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as much of a head case as he is, uh, he was still a, a wicked talent. Yeah, he is. Um, Even now, do you know what he does right now? He is trying out for the XFL. Oh no way! For real. I did I not see that story. Article. I saw an I, article. Today. Uh, I know he's playing. He's playing pro soccer right now, but he's talking about going to play in the, either the XFL or the USFL, and wants another shot at the NFL. Look at this. He uh, Terrell Owens has joined the fan-controlled football. Believes he could defy the odds with NFL. Oh wow! And I think what they're talking about the fan-controlled football is yeah. that not the XFL? No. Uh, that was uh, the fan control football was that weird league that um, Johnny Manziel uh, played in. Oh, okay. Yeah, the the FCF. Oh, okay. I thought that was the XFL because you know kind of how they get the fans involved. And, uh, yeah, not um, a lot of kind of stuff. No. Well, that is crazy. I just saw the I just I just saw and, the headline and I was like, wow. Okay, so just skimming this story real quick. Uh, he's playing with Johnny Manziel. There you go. Yeah, here we go. Uh, 48 years old, Hall of Famer, uh, returning professional football. He is joining the fan-controlled football league uh, where he's expected to be paired with uh, quarterback Johnny Manziel on the Zappers uh, for the season's April 16th start. Okay, cool. If Johnny football, that doesn't matter. It is uh, P.B. Herman as long as they throw the ball where I need to be. He'll be there. Okay, cool. Yeah. He goes, I have a catch radius that, okay, I'm going to be in my best. Okay, cool. Right, awesome. Um, I mean, Colin, Colin Kaepernick will probably end up on somebody's team. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to go down that road. Michigan yeah. gave him his uh, his five minutes of fame. His five minutes of fame, and he's he's pounding the pavement, looking to be a backup quarterback to get back in the league. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So in 2020, Tyrell Owens raced Tyreek Hill. Oh wow! And, and kept pace with him. And apparently last year he did ask one NFL team, not disclosed, if they'd be interested in signing him to come play. Oh, my goodness. He looks like he's in great shape, but 48 years old, like, I'm not sure I would. Yeah. I mean, if you were needing a 
still. Six string backup, maybe. I, yeah. I I would be I would be curious to see what he looks like on the field. I would give him a shot. I'd sign him to a like a, a little contract. So right, let's see what happens. Mental contract. Yeah, let's yeah. let's bring you on the field. Let's see what happens. Yeah. We'll sign you that for one day. More... We'll let you play that one day. And then let's see what happens. Yeah. Well, that would be more of a put butts in the seats thing. Yeah. Um, your team, team that you've chosen here. Oh, yeah. Right. Sorry. Keep going. My tight end, Tony Gonzalez. Former yeah. Great, greatest, yeah. greatest all time. Yeah. Um, how's your uh, CBS franchise football game coming? Because this looks oddly like the the best team you could put together in that game. <laughs> I'm, I'm far away from getting these guys. Okay. I think I've got uh, I got Gonzalez, and that's it so far. Okay, because I have everyone but Walter Payton and Emmett Smith. Oh, I, Montana's go. my quarterback. Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens. I have Randy Moss on that lineup, and then uh, Gonzalez and Shannon Sharp are my uh, my tight ends, and my running backs are Jim Brown and Barry Sanders. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so this is pretty cool. That I'm like, man, this looks oddly like one of the like the final <laughs> final best teams you or lineups you can have. Yes, that's cool. All right. Um, what's a hot take? Which I think you've already given us a couple. What's a yeah. hot take you have on a player this year? I think that is counterculture. Uh, I mean, it's, it's got to be Deshaun Watson still. You know, what is your? Out- well, he sat out all last year, and, yep. you know. And the good thing is, he didn't make a circus of his legal woes last year. Sure enough, he just sure enough, yep. he sat back and just, you know what, I got to do what I got to do. But, you know, going to a new team, all of this hype, um, and the NFL still hasn't handed down their punishment yet. Correct. Um, there was an article today about something where the courts even said he's got to make a means to the the people involved uh make make amends make amends or some sorts okay. with the people so i i just i worry that you know it's just gonna be a distraction for the team that he goes that he's on is this gonna be is it gonna impact his play um you know there's gonna be people in the stands in the parking lots that are going to be vocal about this and be picketing and, and because they want their, their five minutes of fame and to stand up on their soapboxes and call him out, whether he was guilty or not. Right. They all are, they all assume he's guilty. Right. So I just think he could be a big, it could be counterproductive to me this year. That doesn't really, I don't think that qualifies as a hot take. Cause I think that's an accurate statement. I think that's going to be something, something would be, a hot take that's counterculture would be um, he's going to be league MVP. He's going to play an entire oh, okay. year. Something, okay. something, yes. Yeah. So what I'm looking for a hot take is I'm looking for something that everyone believes like all of something to be true. You, you were, you believe the opposite. Um, okay. A great example would be you think Mason Rudolph is going to win the starting job in, in Pittsburgh. Okay. Nobody believes that. Not even Mason Rudolph. <laughs> but you do right like that's that's yeah. what i'm looking for here i want to hear something that's absolutely wild oh nobody okay. else also believes uh, oh jeez. much i'll have to come your, back uh, to that in a few weeks okay well you, you you think about that yeah but uh 
we're going to move on to the personal questions. And this is where, this is where we have fun. We poke fun. We learn a little bit more about you. Um, and this is where I get to psychoanalyze your, your thought problems. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Question number one. You know, we play fantasy football. We do a variety of football-related things. But football is not life, although it is for most of us. What uh, Outside of football, fantasy football, what are your hobbies and interests? What do you do? You know, I, you know, I'm not the type of person. Like, I don't spend time in my basement building models or sitting on the porch whittling wood, even though, you know, Mikey referred to me as an old crotchety old man. <laughs> yeah, crotchety old. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sitting there whittling wood into, into toothpicks or anything like that. Um, or a recorder. Or a recorder, yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, for me, mostly it depends on the time of year. You know, during the winter, like you, Mike, uh, spend a lot of my time working on the weekends and stuff like that. Like I'll be sitting here doing work all day, Saturday, all day, Sunday. while Ashy's off with Brianna at dance and stuff like that. Um, during from the, the spring and the summer, uh, try to get out to the cabin as much as possible. Um, it's so relaxing out there. Uh, and with it only being like an hour drive out of the city. Yeah. It's great to get out Friday and come it's back. Sunday night. Anyway, yeah. It's yeah. easy. Yeah. And, you know, half of that is driving through the city. Like, you know, yeah, you Mike, to get out of the city first. Yeah. If, if it was you guys coming out to our cabin, mm-hmm. you guys got like a, a 25 minute drive. Just <laughs> you're the- already on the West end there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's relaxing. We try to get out to the lake as much as possible. Um, or if we're not going out to the lake, trying to do something else on a weekend type thing. Um, you know, one of the things I, I like to do during the summer also is, is barbecuing. So mm-hmm. one, of my, one of my hobbies. That, that so. is a great, a great hobby, by the way. It's yes. very delicious. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not fun when you don't invite me over for it. I'm sorry. You just sent me pictures. <laughs> That's just torture. <laughs> All right. Um, when you were a kid, yes. what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, you know, so many different things. Um, but I was very limited. I'm colorblind. Okay. So uh, limited to a lot of stuff. I can't be a cop. Can't be a, uh, a firefighter. Really? That's the limitation that they have? Well, how do you, okay. You're chasing the car and you're trying to read to, to radio in. Okay. What color is the car? Uh, oh, okay. You know, what color, like, what color jacket was the guy wearing? Uh, I don't know. Right. It could be so, one of these colors. Yes. So being colorblind is very limited. Um, okay. But you know what? And it's odd. Uh, mostly as a kid, uh, accounting. That's always what I, I kind of came really? back to. Yeah. Um, money. Dealing with money. Dealing with numbers. It always came so natural to me. Uh, and so much so that that's, that's what I took at college was accounting. Oh. I don't do it. I don't do it. But Not professionally anyways. You don't get no. paid for it. No. No. Okay. Interesting. Accounting. Yep. All right. I know you're a traveler. Yes. So what kind of travel do you like to do? And where's, where is your favorite destination to go to? Um, you know, it, it, this was a real interesting one. Uh, growing up, we never, ever traveled. I, I think, Mike, you're probably very similar. You guys probably didn't do a whole lot of traveling. Oh, wherever we could get to in a car, we got to. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I can think of two family vacations we went on mm-hmm. until I was in my 20s. 
Um, but as an adult, you know, I caught the the travel bug, uh, and my family we travel as much as we can now. Yeah, you guys um, go almost like twice a year. Yeah, more than most people that we know ever do. Yeah, like uh, it's it's exciting to watch you guys travel. It's also frustrating to watch you guys travel. <laughs> Sorry, we'll invite you more often. <laughs> Our last trip, the the last yes. trip we took was with you guys down down to Mexico. Yes. That was fantastic. Yes, um, and it it was a great time. It was a great time. Uh, so favorites are so hard to pick. Um, you know, we've been all over. Um, you know, from but I would have to say like for uh, our favorites would have to be Maui from a family getaway. Okay. Um, and this is going to come up in another, in another question. Okay. Um, Maui is uh, one of my favorite things. So um, that's going to come up a little bit later. Uh, if we're looking to do something a little bit cheaper, but still like a family getaway, yeah. um, Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, you get the heat. You get the, you know, if you're just looking to sit around by a pool or by that body of water yeah. um, and just relax, read your book, have some drinks, and not have to think about work or anything else. Scottsdale is a cheap version of, of, of Hawaii for you guys. That's why, that's why I've always looked at it. And it's a, it's a direct flight for us, right? So you just hop on one yes. and you're down there. Yeah. Four and a half hour flight and you're there. Um, as an adult getaway, like for just uh, me and the missus, mm-hmm. it would have to be a place called El Dorado Seaside. Uh, it's a gourmet all inclusive in Mexico. Oh, what's out of Mexico? Uh, <coughs> Pardon me, uh, the Mine Riviera. Okay, you guys, um, you guys bought into that place, right? We like you bought one of those. Yes, lines. yeah. We bought into. Um, it's it's not a, a, a straight up timeshare, but it's uh, it's similar to that. Um, but this is uh, when they they call it a gourmet all inclusive. Like if you've been to Mexico or one of those places that have the all inclusive where you'll get to have like a restaurant meal one or two times. And then the rest of the time is all buffet stuff. The gourmet all inclusive is all restaurants. There are no buffets. You're not uh, hurtling or hurting people to a, a table to grab food and fight for the scraps and stuff like it. It's all sit down menu driven uh, uh, restaurants. Yeah. Finer um, dining. Yes. Yeah. Um, the service that you get there is, by far the best service um, I've ever seen anywhere for anything. Um, an example of it is, uh, I got a couple of really good examples of it. The first is uh, we went there, we had breakfast, we got there late afternoon. The next morning we went, we had breakfast. The very next morning when we went for breakfast, they knew us by face and name. We walked in the door, Hello, Mr. and Mrs. At the time, we, we had booked under my wife's uh, maiden name. Yep. Um, so it was, hello, Mr. and Mrs. Elliot. And we're kind of turned around and look, are, they, are you talking to us? Like, how do you know our names? Right? It was that, that type of service. Um, the second night that we were there, the first night we went to um, this Italian restaurant. And uh, Ashley had this... Uh, asparagus soup mm-hmm. the second night and i think i've told you this story yeah, you have um the second have night, soup. pardon it makes me want to have this oh, yes yes it's a it, phenomenal soup 
So the ne- the second night we go to uh, a different restaurant. I think it was the Japanese restaurant or something like that. And so Ashley was looking at the the soups of the day and all that kind of stuff. And she's like, "Oh, uh, do you guys have the asparagus soup?" And the guy's like, "Oh no, unfortunately, it's only at this restaurant." And Ashley's like, "Oh, well, that's that's too bad. It was, it, I really enjoyed it last night." The guy said, "No problem." He went to the other restaurant, ordered it, brought it back to his restaurant to serve it to us. It's pretty cool. That's the level of service you get there. Yeah. Make so it happen. Yes. They, they, they really, they, they really go above and beyond for you on those. How, things. how was the pool or pools at this resort? Oh, <laughs> I think, I think I've told you about this too. Like we <laughs> had, uh, we had what we call a swim up suite. Yeah. So we're on the main floor of the building. So you got your front door for your for your room, and then you got your patio door. But your patio door, like you've got, you know, three or four feet of concrete, and then you have a pool that you step into. Yep. And it's just a, it's a, a little shallow pool, and then you step down into a bigger pool, that goes into a bigger pool that goes to the bar, and the bar is in the pool. Yeah. So it's a it's a swim up bar, but you have a swim up suite where you can just, you can put like a lounge chair in the in the shallow pool yeah and sit there and read or or do what uh so whatever the sun while still being in the water yeah exactly exactly all right you don't you don't have to at these places they're smaller with the the el dorado stuff the the resorts are smaller um they only have like a couple hundred rooms all together so yeah. even at the big pool it's not like it's a packed pool but you're not fighting for chairs or whatever because you have your own swim up pool yeah. right outside your patio door which is very, very cool. I need another vacation, man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need another vacation. Everybody does. <laughs> Everybody does. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds really nice, man. Like that's cool. Yes. That's you you've told me a few stories about the place. It sounds fantastic. And yeah, we we've been to Maui together. Yes. Um, we have not been to Scottsdale, Arizona together yet. Nope. We've been to Cabo. We've been to Cabo, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. We we've had some we've had some fun trips. We are. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll and then the, the the last the last Mexican trip oh, was, Jesus. Yeah, that was, was the tough. best. Was yeah. the best. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Uh we we actually oddly enough we I think we really lucked out with uh, we got a crazy good deal and we got there at like a low season because the place was yes. like, half of it was empty. Yeah, and we got we were already in the um the adult uh, side the, the the adult side with the private pool and the waitress we had she was fantastic. And yes. instead of having to go to the bar to get beer, she just brought us buckets of beers. It was, yes. fantastic. It was and, great. Like we didn't have to pay extra for the service. Cause we're like, like nobody's here here. Just have the good beer. buckets of the wings. Oh, that was, that, that was, that was fantastic. That was like pieces yes. of resistance. And then the, even, even the main lobby bartender, that guy was fantastic. Yes. Like how he mixed drinks. Like he was just a little, little chemist. Uh, things yeah. were good. And we got you to do your first tequila shot. Well, what's my first one? My first one in 20 years. <laughs> yeah, first one in 20 but, years. Oh, man. Yeah, good times. We had a lot of fun with that one. Yeah. Don't be sharing that video with anybody. <laughs> no, hey, <laughs> tit for tat. Don't share my, my video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, moving on to movies, because yes. movies are great and fantastic. Uh, what's, your, uh, what's your movie genre of choice? What do you love? I'm all over the place. I'll watch just about anything other than Star Trek. You're, you're uh, a Star Wars truther. Got it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I I gravitate to a, a good comedy or action movie. Okay. Yeah. Good comedy or action. 
Um, what are your three favorite sports related movies? This was tough. This was really, really tough. Um, and I know Mike, you said you didn't, uh, you didn't peak earlier, but, um, in order, uh, my number three is called bear and it's the, the bear Bryant story. Right. Um, this movie, you and I looked it up a, a few weeks we ago. Did. Yeah. We really, really old. Um, back from the early eighties and basically the movie's about, uh, one of his training camps. Yeah. And just what he put his players through. Uh, it, uh, it, it was a real, uh, as a guy that played football at the time. Yeah. It was a, it was a real uh, eye opener to what college football might be like. And eesh, I would not have wanted to play for him. Well, I would have loved to have played for him because he was a very successful yeah. coach, but yeah, he was rough. And the movie came out in 1984. Biopic about the great college football coach Paul Bear Bryant of the University of Alabama. Yep. Pa- oh, played by Gary Busey. Yes. Yeah, he uh, think- he did he did a good job, but even though he's crazy, yeah, he has the crazy I think, hair. <laughs> I think that's where that um, the idea of uh, if you lose the league this year, you have to put some the the winner of the league gets to choose the i uh, the the team logo. The picture, yeah. Yeah, right, and that's where we suggested that we posted this picture of Gary Busey in the group chat. Yeah, it's like I think that, I think that's where this came from because I'm recognizing this picture. <laughs> they have okay. Yeah, um, my number two, uh, the program, great football movie. Let's put the women and children to bed and go looking for food. Yeah, uh, or fuck it, let the ambulance attendants sort out the bodies. Oh. oh man, now I got to put a rating on this episode. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um. It's just from the, the 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 pure football, you know, the hitting, the Stoppables. yes, the, all of that. Uh, a great movie. Um, you know, I've got. Uh, I'm gonna leave my last, my number, absolute number one by far. I'll leave that for last. But I've got some honorable mentions. Okay. Um, some stuff that you know some guys might not even think about. But uh, uh, for the love of the game, uh, Kevin Costner. Loves the sports movies. He does. Uh, Pitcher. uh, And it's basically about how he gets hurt and then rehabs to get himself back in, in, and what he sacrifices in his personal life to get back to the, to the game. Right. Uh, Another one for me, the natural. Oh, that's a good Uh, one. That's a good one. Uh, Mr. Baseball with Tom Selleck. Uh, That was another good one. Uh, Any given Sunday, another phenomenal football movie. Uh, Waterboy, that's always a good one. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's a good one. Um, and Varsity Blues, those are kind of my my, my honorable mentions. Okay, um, but your number one choice, but my number one choice by far, uh, it crushes every other sports movie, in my opinion. Feel the Dreams, Feel the Dreams with Ray Liotta and Kevin Costner. Yep, and Kevin Costner. All right, yep. <laughs> baseball sports movies of the late nineties. Or uh, at Darth Vader. What? And Darth Vader. And James Earl Jones. Oh, James Jones. Hey, you know what? James Earl Jones' best sports movie, Sandlot. No. Field of Dreams. I don't know, man. Where he's the the writer that goes in that gets asked to go into the field with the players. Sure. 
like into the outknown field. Right, right, right. I, 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 I remember the movie. A great movie. Um, yes. Very well done. Yes. Um, but I, I still like James Earl Jones as the, uh, the bald, not bald, the blind um, retired baseball player that used to play with Babe Ruth and then gives that kid the, that baseball. I never saw the movie. You never saw The Sandlot? No. You were missing out on one of the most prolific childhood sports movies of all time. It's it's like Goonies meets uh, Stand by Me meets uh, like the only part of that movie I ever saw was the the part with the dog. Yeah, Break it's big scrubby dog. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I just I I, I never you saw that I, at the I, time. I, you have a challenge. You need to go watch the movie The Sandlot. I you know, and I think the reason why I didn't didn't get into that one. Yeah, it was. I was kind of getting too old for sure. younger it was, movies. Yeah, it was it was geared towards younger kids, like the yeah. tweens and whatnot. Yeah, kind of been... like uh, uh, what were some of those other ones that were in there, like Angels in the Outfield and, and like that one too. That, that that era. Okay, was, yeah. I was getting a little too old for those ones, so I never well, got into watching those. It's a good movie. It is. It is a really good movie. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I will. I will. I will. I think venture out to try and, and and try and watch you it. You can watch it with Brienne, right? Sit back, relax. We're gonna watch this little baseball movie. Yeah. Okay. Um. Now to get dark. Now to, we're now we're gonna get real dark here, right? We're at the end of the episode. We're wrapping things up here. It's a it's a final curtain call. Yeah. You get your last meal. What's it gonna be? And I see oh. you wrote an essay here. <laughs> Mine's a big one. Mine's a big, big one. Meal. It should be interesting. What what yeah. what have you written in here? You know, uh, and you know what? Thus far, I have really enjoyed listening to what people have answered. Yeah. You know, fa- family recipes or family meals, or um, are the simple things in life, right? Like it's, the simple things. Um, it even you know, like even at work, right? I it. Uh, when I worked for, for ADT and we were in an office of 300 people at lunchtime, I always found it interesting seeing what people were eating for lunch and eating, you know, that type of thing. Like just, that just kind of fascinates me. It says a lot about people. It right? does. Yeah. It, who, it, who they are and what crazy identifier of their current personality characteristics. Yes. Or even like the, the, about their culture and those types of things. Right. Yeah. And talking to people about, you know, if somebody has like a really odd meal, why they like it and what what draws them to it and those types of things, right? You know, the old boring PB and J sandwiches, those you know are good for some people, but you know, I like seeing what other what other people are, are doing. Sure. So all right, so, stop the suspense. For for me, you know, like I like I said, I got a huge order, you know, and I want to start my meal off with a perfectly made order of hot wings, like the ones we had in Mexico. Yep. Um, they were so great, especially when they're super saucy and, yeah. and messy. Uh, those were probably the best wings I've ever had. And you and I have had a lot of wings together. Yep. Uh, and We've I would say a lot of places eat wings. Yes. And I, I would say that is probably the, the best wings I've ever had. Um, follow the, I want to follow that by jumping on a plane and, and heading on over to, to Maui for the best barbecue assorted uh, meat platter 
uh, from a barbecue joint that that Mike, you and I went to. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I see that here. Um, you, you really didn't. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Fat Daddy Smokehouse. I'll throw out the prop to them. You know, if you guys if, ever do make it in into the island of Maui, you do need to go check yes. it out. It is uh, it is fantastic barbecue. Yes, uh, and I would get an additional side of uh, of Burnands to go along with it. Yeah, because that was the best part of it. Um, and then finally, you know, I'll jump back on the plane, come back home, and I want to barbecue up a big, huge two uh, two pound ribeye or New York cut steak with some mushrooms and potato skins. With the extra Ooh, cheese and bacon, bacon bits. Uh, yeah. Yep, that that would th- the meal itself would probably do me in. But, yeah, you'd probably die from this. Uh, yeah. you but that would be, <laughs> that would be so good to go out. And on. You're finishing off with a giant steak. Have you tried a tomahawk steak? I, I have not. I mean, I have me not. either. But it sounds like like your 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 ribeye New York. It sounds like that would be a tomahawk style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the tomahawk is they just kind of they shave off the end of the the bone. Yeah. Like meat off the and end you, of the bone. And give you a handle, and then you eat a rib roast. Yes. You're, you're, it's a giant ribeye steak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for me, it would be like a, I would, uh, I would like sear it off really fast and high. Yeah. And then throw it on the, on a 200, 200 degree kind of side. Cook a little bit. Yeah. So it stays super tender. Yeah. But you still got that, that crusty outside and all. Oh. Oh. I shouldn't okay. be talking like this now. I'm getting so, hungry again. <laughs> okay, so the Canadian brew house two or three times a year does that tomahawk steak thing. And you yeah, have to buy tickets try. in advance. So we might might have to look into that now that you've done yes. this. That mm. or that big that that uh, big fat Rita burger. <laughs> yeah, the Rita Rita McNeil challenge? Yes. <laughs> okay. We won't we won't we, we won't do that one here on the radio. Yeah. Okay. Cool, but yeah, that's that's kind of my that, that's getting to know me, and that is that has been absolutely fantastic getting to know you, adding to the the mythos that is Andrew. Yes, I can't wait to do yours, Mike. This is oh yeah, we're gonna and you know what, guys, it is um we're gonna do me last because I'm I'm the host of the show. Um, I'm gonna control the narrative here just a little bit, and I'm gonna save save myself for last. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about you guys. We're going to talk about getting to know you guys because that's what's really entertaining. I'm not entertaining. If I was entertaining, I'd have my own show, right? <laughs> yes, you're an, an enigma. <laughs> I, I'm an absolute enigma. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to me. It'll be entertaining. And I, I give you guys little tidbits in each and every time because it's, it's hard not to, to want to share yes. the stories. There's some good stories here. Yes. All right. Well, hey, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. You know what, Andrew? Thank you for your time tonight. I know that you were... You had so many other things you could be doing on your your solo parenting, solar bachelor night. Uh, they, instead, you chose to be here with me, and I greatly appreciate that. Oh, you were you were so, you were almost solo, almost solo. I was almost doing the show about you all by myself. Yes, that would have been, that would have been awkward. Well, no, no, I meant you were almost solo with because uh, you have just you just have Benson. Yeah, I just have my little guy at home tonight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we had a fun boys' night tonight. It was good. Got to play some video games. Couldn't convince him to put on his soccer shoes though and go outside and go kick the ball around a little bit. He's like, no, no, no. I get free time. No one's saying no to video games. Come on, let's go. Let's go play. Come on. <laughs> okay, let's go. Yes. Yeah. 
All right. Well, hey, everybody, thank you very much for following us and sticking with us this week. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the show. If you do, please tell your friends, your family, uh, give us a like and share. Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, we're on Twitter. And we are everywhere that you get your podcast. So feel free to download. Uh, leave us a review. Uh, if you're looking for us online, just search the word poor man football. You'll find us again from one poor man to another. If it's not fun, it's not worth doing. Good night, everybody. And unfortunately, sorry, we have to put the rating in of R because I, I said a nasty word. So you did. Yes, um, you. <laughs> but have a great week, Mike, and uh, have a great week, everybody.